0: these gyrations in the market like we had this earlier this week, those, if you look at the long term of those are just blips and we need to focus on making sure that our clients can have predictable dependable income for the next, not just four years, (laughs) but for the next 10, 20, 30 years, however long that retirement lasts.
1: help you reach your peak in retirement. It's time for Your Retirement Elevated. Welcome to another edition of Your Retirement Elevated. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Dugan, co-founder, managing partner at Elevated Retirement Group, serving you throughout the KC metro area, but also clients all across the country. Find us online at listen2scott.com. And Scott, you know what they say about best laid plans. And uh, we had some laid out plans on today's show to have a real nice episode wrapping up the election and having some clarity on the direction that we're now heading in. And we were just all set to just give people, you know, kind of some great perspective and advice. And uh, yet here we sit, full disclosure, we're recording this on uh, uh, November 12th. Uh, Thursday. And uh, boy, the things still are kind of up in the air in many ways, shapes, and forms when it comes to the election. And the market has been interesting the last couple of days. And I know this has probably been just interesting from a money and financial perspective for you to kind of sit back and just watch all this unfold over the last couple of days.
0: Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> talk about 2020 being interesting. And I think we 20- all 2020
1: do. is going to 2020. <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: And, and it, we've talked about this in previous podcasts. Um, I think the the media had kind of been talking about prior to the election that hey this we may not know the answer you know the night of, and you know here we are, and this is not new territory I mean this has happened before we did it twenty years ago when we had hanging chads if, if I'm sure most of you remember that, and by all accounts, I mean it was a good month month and a half before you know we had a result, and so that wasn't that long ago, I think. What's different about this is everybody has a phone in their hand and a phone is not a phone anymore. It's a device to deliver information. And, you know, we're, we're fairly polarized because of, you know, some characters, some media, and we're also, you know, we're in the midst of a, you know, shut pandemic. How many of these things have loosened up? But now our cases are starting to get a little higher so I think there's some uncertainty there as well so it's it's a quite a recipe for tension and at this time you know the obviously the media is calling this uh, a win for Biden and you know, all things play out that's what it looks like um, obviously we're g- going to go through some investigations and see if there's any you know basis to some of the claims. Uh, I don't know that answer nobody knows that answer uh, but we're going to find out and if you look back in history, you know the winner will uh, take over at 12:01. I believe it's January 20th, and uh, you know they're they're going to be the new president for the ne- next four years. Uh, so I'm hoping that uh, we get some answers. But long term, these gyrations in the market, like we had this earlier this week, uh, those if you look at the long term of those are just blips. And we need to focus on making sure that our clients can have predictable, dependable income for the next, you know, not just four years, but for the next 10, 20, 30 years, however long that retirement lasts.
1: Well, I think that's a really good point to make, Scott, because, I mean, it's kind of the year no one expected, but also as the year has unfolded, we should have come to expect this uncertainty to continue And I know that a lot of people try and put a lot of focus on who the president of the country is going to be, knowing that we've got checks and balances and all these different apparatuses that kind of, um, you know, it's a big ship, right? Like, yes, there's this big figurehead at the top who is important and makes big decisions, but there's a lot of other things that need to be turned. The The engineer has to call down to the uh, to, to the coal room. They've got to shovel in and make the engines hotter. And, you know, someone else has to go in and then turn the big wheel and change the rudders. And, you know, there's a lot that goes into turning the big ship, if you will, of the country and of the economy. And sometimes we lose, I think, sight of that in the moment of an election, in the moment of that change of power. So much emphasis is put on that one piece when there's still all these other working parts that are going to impact you in the long term,
0: absolutely, and that's one of the beautiful things about our system, is that system of checks and balances. And yes, we have got a you know a runoff Senate race in Georgia in January. That some things hinge, uh, but historically, uh, was looking up the data. Uh, you know, when, when a candidate is running for election or reelection, uh, they have a list of you know desires and, and things that they want to accomplish. And we all know that not all of those things get done or accomplished, not because they don't want to. It's because it's a system of, of government. It's, you know, checks and balances. We, we don't want one side or the other to be able to just push everything they want through. You know, this is not, it's not government, governing by the populace. And so I would say take a grain of salt because, you know, half of the population is elated, or will be elated if Biden officially gets the presidency, and then the other half of the population is going to be upset with it, just like people were in 2016. And I would caution people to not make emotional, irrational decisions. And I look back to 2016, the results, and you know, meeting people, you know, prospective families coming to us to potentially work together. And I can remember a two families off the top of my head that were very upset with the result and were very fearful this this was the end. Uh, there is no way that the you know, next four years of, of a Trump presidency, it was going to be disastrous from you know, the market perspective, an economic perspective. And they're like, should we go to cash? Should we go to precious metals? What are we going to do? And I know both of those families, I did not extend an invitation to work with them, and it's nothing to do with their political beliefs. It's just they were so fearful and were just dead set on just going to cash, and, well, that didn't turn out well, <laughs> you know, for the last four years from an economic standpoint. So, again, it's their decision, but, again, they were operating on a base of fear. And, you know, looking at the unknown is this this time it's different. This is the abyss and we just, we're not going to have any money to retire on. And I, I just look at, you know, that's a, we call it blue ocean. There's a blue ocean and red ocean. Uh, It's a great book called the blue ocean strategies out there. And it's really more of a mindset about, you know, optimism, you know, abundance. And yes, there's always going to be obstacles. There's always going to be things that you know derail us for a bit. But we, what is great about America is we, need to, we want and hope for a better tomorrow, a bigger future. And I think we need to celebrate our accomplishments, but always be cognizant of things that we failed on, which we always do, and, but focus on how do we change those? How do we fix those things and improve life for everyone? So I think that's kind of my message is don't be emotional about it uh, as much as possible. I think it's a time to find more common ground because, you know, I talk to a lot of different people, you know, with our clients, with my friends, family. And one thing I do notice is we can have conversations and we can have differing viewpoints, but we can still converse and be cordial and respectful. And we don't always see that, you know, especially in the media, Walter. I don't know if you've, you've noticed that, but it, yeah. it makes it seem like, oh, if we don't have the same views, we can't be friends and we can't talk.
1: That, not, we can't not a interface. good direction to head in.
0: No, no, because, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that makes life boring if you're just surrounding yourself with people that believe the exact same thing. There's no growth there. There's no improvement there. And so I think that would be my message is you know, let's keep a level head about this. Let's understand our system and how it works. And we've, we have navigated tumultuous times throughout our history and we seem to find a way forward and tend to improve upon our situation and hopefully make things better for everyone that's affected by it. So, so those are, again, not to get on a soapbox, but that's really my message. Now we don't have an answer. We will have an answer. We will make a transition. There are going to be some potentially different ideas on how things have been run. You know, if, if Joe Biden, you know, if he gets the official, uh, you know, election go ahead, and we're going to deal with that and we're going to navigate that. And as always, every change gives us opportunity. And we're going to focus on how do we maximize those opportunities. And I can say with, with certainty, no matter what happens, if we get four more years of Trump, or more likely, you know, Biden takes over, one thing is for sure: that with the national debt being at over twenty-seven trillion dollars, another probably two trillion dollars in stimulus, you know, teed up. Uh, my assumption is it's not going to happen until after January twentieth, to <laughs> so that can kind of bolster things, but that just adds to that. You know debt that we have, that makes me believe even more solidly that tax planning, tax minimization is going to be key moving forward. Because at some time, I think we can all agree, there's going to have to be adjustments to either our programs that the government pays for. So we need to modify those to make them more solvent. And we also need to Potentially increase revenue or some combination of those two things. I think that's inevitable with what we're going to face. So, really, it's up to us to find the best path forward to make our retirement as solid as possible using all the avenues and opportunities that are presented to
1: us. I think that's a great point that you make, Scott. It's kind of like we need an adjustment in what our definition of long term is right? Like there's, long-term sounds like four years of a presidency of someone you don't like, when really long-term should mean much longer than that for most of us.
0: Absolutely. And i say, look past the presidential term versus the long-term. And if you think back, and, and this is one thing I try to do, is I am try to be very present in the moment. I am very optimistic about the future. That's just how I'm wired. But I also think if you take a step back and realize what we've been through, you know, across the world, especially as our country here in the United States, some of the things that we've overcome during our short time as a country, uh, if you really look at it and take stock in that, it's pretty incredible of what we've accomplished. And again, is it perfect? Absolutely not. Have there been mistakes along the way? Absolutely. Hopefully we've learned from those mistakes and create a better future and don't repeat those mistakes. So I would say just look at, if we look at our lives, do parts of our lives or majority of our lives, do they continue to get better? And I hope that for everyone out there that that is the case. If they really take take a solid look at what's going on. And so that's, I guess, my message of, of being optimistic, being hopeful, and just know that you know, this time is not different. Uh, we've been through a lot of things before. We'll get through those things. And again, you know, we'll, there's always good and bad with everything, but we're hoping the good outweighs the bad. And we, we continue to move forward with progress.
1: That's a great point, Scott, and I think you are spot on with the positivity. And really, if you peel back all these layers, it seems to me like this is just another one of those emotional decision-making conversations that we've had about lots of other things. Maybe it's a little bit newer you know, over just the last couple of elections to where people have become so emotional about the election and so wrapped up in it to where it's now kind of falling into that same territory of – I don't know, we could compare it to, um, you know, the, uh, the unexpected passing of a spouse and how you need to take your time making decisions after an event like that occurs because the emotions can really kind of like clout your decision making. Or when the market's going up and down, people tend to, you know, either panic or get greedy and that clouds solid decision making when it comes to their finances. I feel like maybe the election stuff has kind of entered its way into that same sort of conversation. Completely
0: agree. And looking at, you know, across our, uh, you know, our clients and the families that we serve, we've made very little changes in the way of investment policy, you know, leading up to election. And, you know, in the midst of, you know, getting an official result, it's just not, there. there's nothing to be knee jerk about. Uh, and to make Massive changes because you know that things just don't happen overnight. And yes, will we make potential changes moving forward once we have a definitive answer? Yeah, we probably will because things may be different. We may have different ideas and philosophies about how to move forward, which affect the economy, you know, long term and short term. But again, all we can do is make sure we understand what the rules are and to the best of our abilities, take advantage of the situation that's presented to us and, and try to leave that emotion behind. And I think one other thing that I would, would ask of folks when we're, when we're thinking about what we want and what we don't want, I would say, you know, if, if something that gets you upset about how one political party or one, you know, party that believes one thing how infuriated you were about how they acted. I would just encourage us to maybe not act that way. If you don't like that, be a model, do something better. And I think that's hopefully going to happen, but you know, who, who knows? Like 300 million people don't listen to me, but I just think we, <laughs> if we can all try one person to person at a time, Scott. one person at a time, man, but no, we just, we need to act like we be respectful and things like that. And, and again, not, not to get on a soapbox, not trying to tell people what to do, because my job is not to be political about this. My job is to understand the landscape that is presented before us and to give you rational, thoughtful, logic, fact-based material that helps you make better decisions. That's what our job is. We're here to keep you from making mistakes with your hard-earned money. And that could include you know, not making bad investment choices you're not making bad tax moves. Those are the things we want to help get you know, ingrained in you and help, help move you forward to hopefully improve your situation and, and just give you a sense of calm in your retirement uh, and just uh, enjoy yourselves and do the things that you want to do and not be glued to the, the crisis du jour.
1: That's a great point, Scott. And I think it's just so important to uh, remember that, uh, you know, some uh, talk about sayings, you know, do unto others, uh, you know, that comes to mind here as we start thinking about ways to talk to each other, treat each other, learn from each other, help each other. Uh, Let's try and keep that positive vibe going. Uh, into the future. And so I appreciate you always sticking on that positive side of things, Scott, as we try to navigate through these waters. Maybe on the next podcast we'll have some more direction and answers on exactly where things are going and we can get more into the specifics of what plans look like and dive back into that conversation as well as talk about other financial and retirement planning elements as well. But we'll all be keeping an eye on the news, I'm sure, closely over the next couple of weeks, Scott. But thank you once again for taking the time out to join us and uh, lend us your perspective. Sounds great. Looking forward to the next podcast. Absolutely. If you've got any questions for scott uh, you can easily reach out the number is 913-393-4724 If you've been worried because of the election and your finances, wondering how you should properly structure things moving forward, how does it affect your retirement, and you want to get more into your particular details, Scott's always there for you to have that conversation. Again, it's 913-393-4724, and you can find us online at listentoscott.com. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you again next time, right back here on Your Retirement Elevated.